1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back. This is In Liberty and Health. Hopefully you caught yesterday's show with the great Glenn Lawrence. I thought that was a really, really fun show and a very, very interesting show at that. And hopefully you'll stick around to uh, hang out with me a little bit later with Phil Labonte, um, Brandy, and uh, Ren for Cognitive Vigilance. I think it's gonna be a really, really fun show. But that's not what we're here for at this current moment. So um, I'm gonna go through a little bit of Twitter musings. And I also wanted to discuss comfort and tyranny and how these things are kind of tied together. Um, I put out some tweets that seem to get a little bit of traction and also kind of uh, threw that saying out there, um, which we'll go over in a little bit, um, of how these two are kind of, I don't wanna say one and the same, but they're very, very closely related. So um, make sure you head down to the links below to check out what I got going on. Just me today, flying solo so uh make sure you get the best supplements on the internet from tiger fitness all right there and all down there they're running an awesome sale like i said at the top of the show yesterday um eight days of gains i think there's two more days and they have some really really cool stuff going for sale especially if you're looking for creatine or anything like that lots of good stuff and then obviously lmnt right there <laughs> um yeah make sure you go ahead all that stuff below and uh like the video please subscribe and share really help me out and um i guess without further ado let's rock and roll guys what is up everybody my name is kyle matovic i am the host of the in liberty and health podcast where we talk all things liberty health and wellness and beyond my hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on plague day. (laughs) I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So, if that's a problem, kiss my ass. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> alright, alright, alright. It's kind of funny. Um watching the intro, I realized Mark um <laughs> had the same hoodie on that I'm wearing right now. And uh, every time I watch myself deadlifting from that's like years and years old now. Um I think about my back injury and how I kind of had to recover from that and go from, you know, not really being able to deadlift to, you know, working my way back up to now 530 pounds. Um, just kind of funny when you uh, look at yourself over, over a time and realize like, man, I was an idiot at one point. And, you know, maybe I'll look back in like 10 years and maybe watch all these podcasts and realize, wow I was still an idiot back then. Well, maybe it's true. <laughs> uh, I, I've, started to kind of like doing these shows where i don't necessarily do like a twitter roundup but um just kind of talk about some of the stuff that went on this week and some of the stuff that seemed to get a lot of eyes and maybe just kind of give some more elaborate thoughts because twitter is definitely not the platform to uh you know have long-winded conversations like i'm having with you right now um it's just not the platform for it i don't like reading tweets that are like this freaking long <laughs> uh, I i just don't find it entertaining at all and i think it's kind of a struggle because it takes up like your whole screen i don't know just something about it and the way that twitter is i'm not like used to reading shit that's just insanely long so um there were a couple interesting things uh we're gonna go over trump going woke which was a tweet that uh oh god his, he goes as emerectus or something like that on twitter um pedro gonzalez that's his name. Um. He put out a little thing about Waka Flocka endorsing Trump, which is pretty funny. <laughs> if you ask me, just because I always thought Waka was pretty great. Uh, hey, good to see you, Jeff. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, I am glad that you're here right now. And uh, as always, I enjoy uh, shooting shit with you on Twitter as well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about some red pill stuff, as I have been a lot lately, and I don't want to say I'm red pilled out, but uh, I kind of want to focus on geopolitics a little bit more again. I think I may have went a little bit too hard into the red pill stuff and maybe you take a little bit more of a moderate approach. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. Maybe I mean, people seem to like when I talk about red pill stuff and, you know, yell at women. So that's always fun. Um, I'm going to do a little bit more about Oh man, David. What is going on, brother? Good to see you. I'm going to talk about Vivek Ramaswamy a little bit. And I know it may seem like I'm obsessed with him or something like that, but uh, I can't help it that his stuff has been all over my Twitter timeline. And uh, just uh, two of the takes that he had that were just, like, painful to me. And let me make sure I got these last two things right, and then we will uh, get right into it. And, of course... um, lore loomer again (laughs) once again not obsessed but this uh this take is for more of a, a larger phenomena and then um also uh lauren bobert soros funded Vivek. um my understanding is that he took a loan from someone who had the same last name as george soros it actually wasn't george soros himself maybe i'm wrong on that but i know uh anomaly had did an interview with him and they had spoke at length about that do i still trust Vivek? no <laughs> do i think that he has a good message a lot of the time yeah like uh, the Great Replacement Theory, I thought um, when he brought that up in the debates was pretty interesting. I haven't watched the third or fourth debates or, you know, the two most recent ones, but um, I do enjoy his performance in the debates. I think that he's entertaining. And I think that he's right on some issues and he's horribly wrong on some other issues as we're going to cover a little bit later into the show. So um, I guess let's get into the first thing here that I wanted to bring up. Um, so this was the whole letter with um, Trump I should really leave my DMs closed every time I start a show. I do this every single time. Um, So Trump is really draining the swamp by um, using race and diversity training. So um, I won't read Pedro's tweets because he's a little bit long-winded. And I think he's, I I don't know. I just, something about him really bugs me. Uh, So. Um, Walk a flock of flame posted Trump's platinum after endorsing him for 2024. This is Trump's reward to George Floyd riders. federal money given on the basis of race essentially 500 billion dollars in reparations more soft on crime policy and diversity training for cops. So, um, that's, it's not what I wanted to really read here, but the the main takeaway was under the safety and justice, um, safe streets continue to make historic improvements to the criminal justice system through common sense actions like the first step act, including increased use of drug rehabilitation versus drug incarceration, which I actually am not entirely opposed to. Um, I I think the fact that we jail people for drugs instead of trying to treat them like a, a reasonable society would is a, uh, a good position to have, actually. So, you know, I'll give Trump credit on that. Uh, announce, a, announce a national clemency program to unite families and invest in human potential, focusing on wrongful prosecution and rehabilitation. Um, that's like a lot of words out. I, You know, you need to have a little bit more specifics to that. Um, restore safety to America's great cities by working with police departments, community leaders and mental health professionals to install the most responsive, professional and accountable models of policing, including diversity training and accreditation standards. That right there is what I wanted to get to (laughs) diversity training from Trump. This is the guy who's going to save your country. (laughs) The guy who wants to bring diversity training. Unreal. Absolutely unreal. So I don't know. I know people like Trump and I understand why, but you just should kind of call the spade a spade at some point and realize like wow this is very fucking bad um seek infrastructure funding that will lead to widespread growth in the an- or in the annual 500 billion federal contracting opportunities grow minority owned businesses with additional tax cuts to stimulate hiring and investment um the latter part of that I'm not actually all that concerned with um but i i, I the language of grow minority owned businesses with additional tax cuts are you going to have like I hate to say it, but like an apartheid system where basically um, black-owned businesses get a larger tax cut than white-owned businesses. Is that what we're going for here? Uh, That's not that good. I don't like it. (laughs) you know, the, I like a flat tax, 0%. Right. Is that too much to ask for? Or, you know, even if we are, then maybe like a sales tax or something like that. Um, you know, as much as I would prefer no taxes, um, a sales tax is a little bit more reasonable because you're paying for things on that you can consume. And yeah, I've heard people make the argument about, um, that affecting, more lower rung people but um you know compared to what we have now I can't say it I wouldn't imagine it would be much worse so um let me adjust the order here because there was something else I wanted to get to first let me sorry about that we'll go right into the Laura loomer here so what was our dear friend Laura Loomer talking about? I should just have instead. Oh, I don't waste my has my DMs up. So um we're gonna watch this video and the audio is very, very revealing and very, very interesting. Um Unreal. It's just uh, to me absolutely unreal. So um yeah, I guess let's uh let's let it play.
0: I have to ask you, Laura, you're you're single, correct? Yeah so how intimidating are you for a fellow to ask to have ask you out
1: well
0: (laughs) it's 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 not like i'm vicious in that sense but a lot of people just can't handle my lifestyle
1: this is exactly the girl boss narrative to a t this is the woman who became the man that she wanted to marry she's so busy and so up her own ass about politics and she'll say it later on in the video, but like you're obsessed with politics in your life that you're forgoing meaningful relationships to pursue work, which I don't think suits a lot of women. Like, I don't think a lot of women want to do shit like that. But, um, you know, her is somebody that promotes family values and Trump being the hero. Um, it's, it's a little silly, so uh, I'll let the rest of the video play, and we'll do a little bit more commentary and, move, and uh, keep on rolling. And I'm here. very busy. Just, you know, I'll tell you a funny story. I dated somebody one time, and uh, they thought that I was, um, you know, too focused on Trump, and they said that I gave I gave
0: my activism in support of President Trump more attention than I gave them. And it's like, yeah, you're – That's right, because Trump is more important than you. Trump is going to save our country. And so you need to understand that President Trump is more important than you. And if you think that you're more important than President Trump, then you have some kind of like delusional personality.
1: Is it kind of funny how she is a man? (laughs) Laura Lance Loomer is a man. That's pretty funny. Um, I can believe it. She's pretty rough looking. I mean, and she also had that whole surgery done to um, make her nose look different. Um, I've seen plenty of pictures of that. And I mean, that looked like shit. I mean, that looked like it fucking sucked. But um, this idea that like you should forego a relationship with somebody in the name or in the pursuit of politics like in supporting somebody and then telling somebody that you're dating, that your political idol is more important to you. Like if my wife came up to me and told me that Donald Trump was, um, <laughs> if Donald Trump was, uh, more, if my wife had told me that Donald Trump was more important than, um, me, if I'm sorry, if my wife had told me that Donald Trump is more important to her than I am to her, then, uh, your shit would be on the curb yesterday. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, No political figure should be more important than the people closest to you and the people that mean the most to you. Because at the end of the day, um, yes, politics may be important to you in some respect. um, And you may see that as a vector to change your life or change the country for the better. But really, I think a lot of changing the country for the better starts At home with personal relationships with the people that mean the most to you and making an impact in your community or once again, your workplace or making people's lives better, that mean a lot to you. And just this idea that you would throw that especially behind somebody like Trump. um, I've ranted and raved about this. It's so ridiculous to me. And Um, I know people may say, I may not pick on Democrats or anything like that, but I mean, like it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Like, I don't have to tell you that a man just as a woman is ridiculous. I don't have to tell you that Joe Biden's decrepit and a walking corpse and has done horrible things for this country. Like these aren't things that are new to anybody. I'm not giving you a new perspective when I tell you these things, but like when Laura Loomer is saying that Trump is going to save our country, um, I I think that we found out that that's not true after 2020, um, or, you know, his willingness to go along with everything that the deep state wants. Wanted. Um, we know after today, actually, that a lot of the people who are on this, you know, MAGA side of politics and in the Republican party, and let's face it, like the meaningful establishment in the Republican party is Trump. He's the you know, front runner of the Republican party. He was president for four years. He controlled the house and the Senate and all of that stuff back in his early presidency and then lost it. Um, who is you know the king in the face of the Republican party it's Donald Trump and who are the ones that are against him you like Mitch McConnell um I don't know. I, I really couldn't tell you in Republicans who aren't backing Trump. Like, it's the vast majority of Republicans at this point. And I'm not even, like, faulting them for that. It's logical because he's the front runner. So, therefore, if you want to get donations and be in touch with the base, then it's probably a good idea to be a Republican who's in favor of Trump, right? So, um, but, like when it came to foreign policy stuff, he just got completely rolled and not even like he was completely rolled either. I mean, he was, but like at the same time, he went right along with it. Let's drop bombs on Syria. Let's veto ending the war in Yemen. Let's make this uh plot to assassinate Assange. Um, let's sign the FISA 702 warrants that they used to spy on Trump. You know, Trump resigned those and then a lot of his constituents and um, you know, the people that got into government because of him all the same thing uh let's finish out this clip and then we'll get the hell here hell out of here nuke good to see you brother glad you could drop by um, oh,
0: disorder. So that was the end of- oh, yeah.
1: That's the other thing I want to touch on is like this being a real like a uh, mental reality disorder. Like if anybody has a mental reality disorder, it would be Laura Loomer. And I hate to sound like I'm just like talking shit on Laura Loomer. But like my point of this whole tweet was like, this is Trump derangement syndrome for right wingers. That They have this idea that Trump is just this knight in shining armor who's going to save them and save the country and change history for the better. Like, yes, Trump is absolutely going to make history. Um, he was a wild card. He was hilarious. Um, you know, I, um, he, I don't know, you could maybe make the argument that he was the worst president ever, but like that's neither here nor there. Um, he's a very, very unique figure in American politics, particularly because of the time and then how everybody's reaction to him was. So like, obviously we're not going to know how people think about Trump for or like how we look at him historically for a very long time. Because, you know, we're still like in the middle of this. I know people say civil war and stuff like that, but um, we're still in the middle of everything going on right now. So we're not going to know what, like how history viewed Trump for like many, many years. And I think this would be interesting. And it's going to be something that, you know, we tell our kids and uh, kind of look back on somewhat fondly.
0: That's that relationship. That's President right. Trump's my number one priority right now. <laughs> uh, and, and so he should be. Yeah. Well, Laura's.
1: Yeah. And uh, screw the other lady, too um let me see what else i wanted to kind of talk about um you know we'll move this one up to the front here um so back when lauren bobert or boobert as everybody was saying <laughs> i like that one um lauren bobert was supposedly honey trapped by a guy that um was a democrat and i'm sure everybody remembers her groping the dude and feeling her up in the movie theater like hey man you know there's kids there not cool whatever but you know they'll be the first ones to say that oh my god the groomers the groomers you got to look out for the groomers but then they're you know getting it on a dark movie theater so i mean like yes it's not as bad as dude swinging his dick right in front of a kid's face yes obviously but like you can't say that and then go and do something like this but uh lauren bobert has been somebody that's good on ukraine and that's about it (laughs) um domestic policy i'd agree with her and the first time i ever saw lauren bobert was actually she was hosting a debate or something like that or congressional hearing and had alex epstein on her or on the thing and um she's very much so in favor of all the uh fracking and stuff as i am um and i've been meaning to do a podcast on that um it's just been a long time since i've really dug deep into that but uh Lauren Boebert is kind of like this freedom-oriented MAGA Republican, right? And I hate saying that because it just sounds so cringe. But um, she said – or let me read this tweet, and then we'll go back. Um, After years of screaming about FISA abuses against Trump, here are some self-declared MAGA Republicans who just voted to renew the FISA 702 surveillance. Max Miller, Ohio, Lauren Boebert, Mike Kelly – august Fluger, um elise stefanik mike waltz and ryan zinke uh and i said remember when people said bobert got honey trapped by a dude who's an alleged democrat operative and now she signed on to fourth amendment violations good times um well for those of you who don't know the fourth amendment is basically um the amendment against unnecessary search and seizure um lauren bobert signed right on to this right and like michael tracy said there in the tweet Um, they rightfully so complained about the FISA warrant abuses against Donald Trump, which was absolutely reasonable. And they absolutely should rail against that because, um, it it is unnecessary search and seizure and you do have a right to privacy. You shouldn't, you know, be unnecessarily held or unnecessarily searched without some kind of warrant or, you know, reasonable suspicion or, you know, we got to have some standard of justice here. We can't just be, you know, banana republic, even though, you know, you could definitely make the argument that we're pretty damn close to that. So... Um... Yeah, it's just kind of funny that people throw that out there. But then she signs on to this, which more than likely if she was honey trapped by a Democrat operative, which I don't even think she was. I think she was just, you know, he was cute. I was horny one thing led to another. And then we're groping each other and dancing out in the hall or, you know, on on our way out. I I, I don't think it was some big conspiracy. And I, it's possible it was. But, like, I don't know. I don't think people build relationships just to uh, do shit like that. Like, that was a whole deal with Lauren Southern. Everybody was saying, oh, her husband was a fed. But come on, (laughs) why why is it that every time right wingers get trapped into something, it's like, oh, my God, they have no agency. No, either these people are responsible for what they do or they're not. Um, let's, let's talk about that. Like they're responsible. They have agency and they can do stupid things. We all do stupid things and that's okay. You know, as long as you're not fucking shit up all the time, you know, try to be a little bit better, but actors in government, yeah, they're nefarious, but sometimes women just want to get it off. And that's what happened. (laughs) Like it's, it's a natural thing. What are you going to do? Um, and I'll just touch on this briefly, uh, go back. We're going to talk a little bit more about Vivek and, um, he was saying about how, uh, all the veterans suicide, which, you know, absolutely. We should talk about that, that, you know, there are a whole ton of veterans that commit suicide every single day. I mean, it's an absolute abomination, but, um, Vivek had talked with this individual. We won't watch this video, but, uh, basically the guy and Vivek had a conversation about like decriminalizing psilocybin or some kind of drug treatment for veterans with PTSD and stuff like that. And, uh, Basically, Vivek said like, oh, I'm in favor of it. And it's kind of funny because he's poised as like a more anti-war candidate, which is fair enough. Yes, he is anti-war in some respects. But though he has come out fervently in favor of you know Taiwan declaring independence and then giving them a protection from the United States, which, as I covered in uh, last week's episode, which would absolutely raise the chance of a war with China. If you declare or you have Taiwan declare independence or have the United States, you know, basically walk all over the uh, one China policy, which, as I covered in the last show, um, China, the official U.S. policy is that Taiwan is part of China, right? And the U.S. and China have agreed upon that. When you declare that you're going to defend them, you're basically guaranteeing that, China, that the U.S. will go to war with China. That's not a fucking joke. So when um, Vivek wants to go virtue signal about the um, over 20 veterans suicide a day, which he should absolutely bring up, um, he should absolutely be considerate of the fact that some of his policies will absolutely contribute to more death um, beyond a shadow of a doubt. And he seems to not want to acknowledge this, you know, this support for Israel, which has led us into a lot of wars, right? (laughs) I mean, that's... Look at the Middle East over the last, you know, 22 years. Um, Some of what Vivek supports would kind of keep us in that kind of position. Um, Absolutely what he supports, you know, waging a war against China will absolutely um, lead to more death. (laughs) Um, Invading Mexico and then drone striking the cartels. If you think that we have an immigration problem now, wait till you start drone striking the border of Mexico and start slaughtering um, Mexicans. And I'm not saying that there aren't bad people there. Yes, there absolutely are. But um, going out in all-out war against the cartels, apologies, um, will absolutely lead to more civilian death and definitely more veteran death because eventually you're going to have to send people down there to fight those cartels and stuff like that. So um, I guess before we go into the last couple tweets, um, let me run a little bit of a commercial here and we will get right back. All right, guys, um, I'm absolutely thrilled with the uh, show's new sponsor. Um, I am now sponsored and uh, have an affiliate through LMNT electrolytes. Um, I've used these electrolytes for years. Um, back when I used to do a lot of fasting, in fact, I used to drink sometimes I want to say up to seven a day, seven little packets. So um, the packets are full of all the electrolytes that you need to perform and hydrate yourself properly. Um. You need sodium for pretty much every single function in your body, despite what um, a lot of people may tell you. um, Sodium doesn't actually cause a lot of the issues that uh, people kind of would have you believe. So um, just real quick to give you a little bit of facts. Um, You don't need sugar to hydrate. Electrolytes and water don't require glucose to pass through the gut. The average American consumes over 60 pounds of sugar a year. And um, when it comes to athletic performance, um, you can actually lose up to seven grams per day in hot climate so uh, make sure you click on the affiliate link below to get all your hydration needs and like i said i'm super stoked to have these guys um teamed up with the podcast and uh just make sure you get your uh, electrolytes through element all right guys thanks uh billy the people are the cartel will never be ending yeah i mean i've heard a lot of stuff about this where like um, a lot of the drugs that are getting smuggled over the border are actually from American citizens. Uh, this is something that I'd have to dive into a little bit more. I know I've covered it a little bit with a Pat on some past shows where um, like a lot of the Chinese fentanyl, um, that's a lot of hand waving and basically just trying to stick it in China's face, which we do a lot. Um, but china made fentanyl trafficking and fentanyl production illegal back in 2019 i think it was back in i think it was either may of 2019 or 2020. so um and you have to imagine if china is as bad as everybody says it is and i don't think it is um like how hard they are on their people and how tyrannical that government is i mean all governments are tyrannical but like i don't believe the chinese government is as bad as people make it out to be i believe they just say that it's propaganda, right? They want to get you kind of all worked up and think that, you know, they're going to come over here and, you know, you know, you guys know the role. Um, uh, they made it illegal. So, I mean, if they are, if there are people that are doing that, then they're probably facing pretty severe punishments. If we are to believe that everything we hear about the CPC, the Chinese, um, part, or what is it? The communist party of China. I'm sorry. Um, my buddy Wolf always corrects uh, people on this and I want to make sure I get it right. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of people that bring drugs back over the border and it's, you know, because money and because you could lace it, you could sell it to people for cheap and people looking for a fix because they can no longer get pills from the hospital or something like that. Um, You know, that incentivizes a lot of people to bring drugs over the border and then ultimately make our lives worse, right? So the quick fix of this would be to give people meaning and purpose and repeal all drug laws and then, you know, be able to have more readily available medicines and stuff like that on counters and pharmacies or something like that. So when people are in pain or need some kind of fix, then, you know, you can get it commercially available. So that way it's safe, it's tested. And if those companies put out bad products and they'll be put out of business, um, rather being propped up by the government, because they'll be subject to free market forces. Right. So, um, let me see, which one did I want to, okay. Yeah, I think I got this one up here. Um, this one, I don't want to say it went viral, but it definitely got some people's eyes. So this is going to be pivoting over to a little bit of a red pill stuff. Uh, and let me get this up here. So I said porn wouldn't be a pro or this religious woman, of course, had tweeted out that watching porn is cheating. And do I think porn is good or bad? I would lean more towards bad, but. Like, you know, you jacking off once isn't going to end the world, right? It's, it's, It's a sedation, right? People jack off because they don't have better things to do with their lives or like they don't want to pursue a meaningful relationship or they can't get sex or sexual access otherwise. So, hey, you know, 1080p streaming porn on my phone seems like a great option. Um, but, uh, the lady said, yeah, watching porn is cheating. I said, porn wouldn't be a problem if women didn't stop having sex with their husbands and become fat cunts. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty stark, but, um, it's the truth. Uh, guys don't, and not that this is all women. It's not all women. It definitely is on men too, because in order to have sex with a woman, you need to be fuckable, right? <laughs> like if I'm a fat 300 pound dude who hasn't lifted a weight and who doesn't give a fuck about myself and I have no confidence and I'm a loser, then why would anyone want to have sex with me? Right so it it goes to that point issue moron (laughs) a lot of people are billy a lot of people are but uh basically um what happens in a lot of marriages is that people get comfortable right Men and women both get comfortable over time and then they begin to gain weight and then let themselves go. And then they don't do the same things that it took to get that partner to maintain that partner. So, therefore, the relationship starts to fall apart, right? People are no longer as intimate as they once were. So, therefore, you know, they stop putting effort forth and then people stop having sex and then for the guy it's a lot easier to just go jack off rather than attempt to get yourself in shape and have a good sex life with your wife um and look i understand it's it's not always easy to go lift weights and you know have a good diet and take care of yourself um but you know what do you want to do do you want to be a loser that watches porn or do you want to have a good sex life and live a good life and not that like i'm here to tell you what is a good life but I don't think watching porn is is part of a productive life, right? So uh, that tweet definitely got a little a uh, little bit of traction, and uh, yeah. So this other tweet was oh god, this is, his face is pretty great here. Um, so this was an interesting take by Vivek again, who um out of themselves a feminist. The winning path for the GOP on abortion isn't to compromise on our principles. It's to practice what we preach codify sexual responsibility for men into the law. If a woman carries a child to term, she can automatically make the man the legally responsible party for the child if confirmed by a paternity test. It's not about men's rights versus women's rights. It's about human rights, which is really, really funny. Because if you look at court, or you know the family court today and the way that all the laws are set up who always has to pay child support it's the man (laughs) it is always the man who is legally responsible for everything that is the way that our court system is set up as a man you are responsible but you have zero authority Vake would seek to put the boot further on men's necks and tell them that you need to just man up, bucko. <laughs> you should pay more of a price if you have sex and the woman has a child. Do I think it is men's responsibility if they knock up a woman to take care of that child? Absolutely. I've said it plenty of times that... Um, you know, children have positive rights, in my opinion. That's not libertarian, but I'm okay with that. In order to have a prosperous society, I believe that we have to interpret that children have positive rights. I believe that um, a, children or a child is does not consent to being born, so therefore it is the obligation of the parents to give that child the best life that they can possibly give it. That's not perfectly libertarian, but I'm okay with that because, once again, I believe in order for us to have a prosperous society, we have to take care of our young and the most vulnerable who are children. Um, now where I disagree, where I agree with Vivek is that, um, abortion is bad. (laughs) I'm pro-life. I believe that life begins at conception and that there isn't a single adult on the planet who doesn't realize that having sex is for reproduction and that having sex can lead to a child. I think we all recognize that. So therefore, when you engage in sex, you are therefore responsible for the consequence of that action because you consented to said action. I've laid this out plenty of times, but where I have a problem is saying that men are have to be legally responsible when they already are, and that women aren't legally responsible for that child. Um, Yes, women are very, very rarely ever the ones who have to pay child support. But why can't we talk about why aren't women responsible? Do women not legal, rational beings when they're adults? Um, We should clarify that so why don't women have um why aren't women responsible for their own agency when it comes to having sex that's a question that i believe a should have to answer why is it just men i don't know i don't have a good answer for it but i'll tell you what that um you know very well Goes towards the feminine imperative and the gynocentric society that we live in, where the feminine experience is the primary experience, and that you know everything that women do is great, and you should never question women's agency, and you should never question if women could do any wrong or if women are ever bad actors. Um, that's what Vivek would essentially empowers that narrative, the narrative that women are all powerful and wonderful, and they can never do anything wrong, and you just need the man up. Uh, bucko, you need to man up, man. You know, if you would just man up, if you just save the West. <laughs> so, um, maybe in the last couple of minutes, here's where we'll start to get to the title of the show Comfort and Tyranny. Everybody's talking about civil war, civil war, this, civil war, that. Um, we're at everybody's throats because of the culture war, right? And there's merit to that. There absolutely is merit to that. Um, as government gets bigger and bigger and bigger, um, We seek to empower ourselves through political parties and political systems to crush our enemies. Um, The right clearly isn't that good at doing it, and the left is very, very competent at doing it. Apologies. Um, The left is very, very good at wielding political power and, you know, as they say, rewarding their friends and punishing their enemies. Uh, They you know, did what we would call the march through institutions, they completely captured all cultural, excuse me, all cultural narratives and, you know, the culture on campuses, for better or for worse, I would say it's for worse, obviously. Um, But I don't think there will be a civil war. People, like I said, they love to talk about this because um if I can convince you that there's a civil war going on, then I can sell you coverage of it. Um you'll watch my content because it's hyperbolic. Um Civil War sounds really, really nice. Civil war gets people going, it gets the people clicking. So um, you know, why not? hype up a civil war your government's getting bigger and bigger and bigger you're seeing protests in the street Uh, are you for israel are you for palestine are you with us are you with the terrorists um do you want to kill grandma or do you want to go get your 30 second medical treatment from 2020 and 2021 that they almost mandated um are you the good guy are you the bad guy that's what they're always asking and depending which side you choose you're on the in and out who runs the cartels. Uh, I know that there is CIA money occasionally going with cartels. Yeah, both. Um, there's CIA money going to the heart cartels. As far as I understand. Um, I'm not the guy on this. I perhaps should learn a little bit more about it and I've wanted to, but you know, I do a lot. <laughs> so, um, there's simply something I'm definitely more interested in learning. Um, but there, I'm sure there's plenty, there's plenty of moving parts here, and you could definitely blame a lot of this on the medical industrial complex here in the United States. But, um, you know, back to the point there is that, uh, you know, like the Transformer stuff, the Decepticons, because I can't say that on YouTube, um, that's a huge culture war narrative as well. But, um, you know, what's the point of this culture war stuff and the Civil War talk once again, if I can get you to click on my content, if I can get your eyes, your eyes on my screen watching my stuff, then I, you know, I get money, I get paid, I can run ads, I can do this, I get clout, I get followers, which, okay, fair enough, I do it too. But, um, you know, I don't think there's going to be the Civil War, right? People are way too comfortable. Go to the grocery store. What's everybody wearing? Sweatpants, sandals. I mean, I literally just thought I went to go get dog food before I came home because we're all out. I went to dog food or I went to Walmart. And like, if you want to see some people, you want to see the average person, go to Walmart. Is the average person at Walmart looking like they're about to go fight somebody? No. Does the average person at Walmart look like they're even in any kind of remote shape to fight anybody? No. Does the average person in Walmart even seem like there's anything wrong with their lives or like they perceive that anything's wrong with their lives? No. They look like there's something wrong with them? (laughs) Definitely. I would say a lot of people they do. But um, when you look at these people, do they seem like they themselves feel like there's anything going wrong with them? No. Um, If you're watching this show, you're probably already in a niche because I'm a libertarian who likes to lift weights and talk about intersectional dynamics and read books and talk about foreign policy. It's very, very, very niche. Um, oh, chocolate, darker lines, Siren. Yes. Ah, so I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know they are the, the majority are lazy and messed up. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, that's my point is that um the majority are lazy. They're not willing to do anything. People are just okay with being average. They're not willing to go look into stuff. Nobody cares. People are lazy. People are comfortable. So what do I do? I put on my pajama, my pajama pants. <laughs> I smoke a cigarette. I throw on the easiest fitting pair of slides right or fancy word for sandals um and go to the store to get my sugary oil-laden foods that are going to be very very tasty and then i come home and i jack off and i sedate myself with video games or netflix or whatever is going to keep me numb and just kind of engaged and look i'm guilty of it too but that's why there will be no civil war the status that I had that I thought was absolutely genius and people seem to like it as well. There is no civil war while you can eat a blizzard, drink a high noon and watch porn that right there. There will be no civil war. As long as you can eat a blizzard, drink a high noon and watch porn, you'll be sedated. If you can Eat the sugary, sweet food that I love just as much as you, and you're not willing to put it down. There will be no civil war. If you can have alcohol to absolutely. (laughs) Yes, that's absolutely true. Um, If you can go drink a full bottle of whiskey or a whole bunch of high noons or white claws, your choice of alcohol. If you can go home and drink a full pack of beer. There'll be no civil war. If you can keep yourself entertained through video games, smoking weed, drinking alcohol, um, watching OnlyFans, fans, watching porn, jacking off, doing drugs, you name it. There'll be no civil war. There will be no civil war as long as you're comfortable, because as long as you're comfortable, you don't realize how bad you're getting fucked. You don't realize how bad you're getting screwed over. You don't realize how much the powers that be like it that way. You don't realize how much your government likes it that you are sedated, that you'll watch porn, that porn is free, that alcohol is cheap, that junk food is cheap, that you won't get up and go live healthily. You won't rebel by denying yourself the pleasures of hyperpalatable foods and pornography and alcohol and things that keep you numb and keep you not thinking there will be no civil war so long as you can remain sedated and tuned in and that's exactly the way they like it they like you being comfortable as long as you can wear your sweatpants and sit at home And just do nothing all day. You won't ever think about all the horrible things that are being done to you. You won't think about 2020. And in fact, a lot of people, maybe they did think about 2020 and remember those times fondly. I don't. You shouldn't either. But that's how tyranny continues to reign upon us. We're comfortable. We're comfortable, so we'll accept tyranny. Because there's no reason to reject it because everything's provided for until there's a day that you can't get hyper foods and you can't state yourself and there aren't, you know, you can't just completely numb yourself to how bad you're getting screwed. You'll never even think about the tyranny that's going on right now. And that's really what I wanted to kind of center this podcast around. I know I probably didn't talk about this as much. I talked about everything else, but that's really the take home here. Is that so long as you're comfortable, you will never rebel against tyranny. As long as you can go through the drive-thru. As long as Uber Eats is around and the power grid's good and I can do this comfortably, we will never, ever see a civil war because people are just too lazy. The majority, I don't care. They're going to continue to vote whichever way they feel most comfortable voting. If if uh, you lean slightly more blue then you believe Donald Trump's a Nazi and the worst person in the world, and you have to vote for Biden to stop him, even though that's silly, because look at everything that's going on now. And if you hate Joe Biden and you lean a little bit red, then you believe Trump's going to rid the world of pedophiles and save the world. And it's a QAnon fantasy run amok. But look what happened in 2020 and fuck 2016 to 2020. How'd that go for you spent more than any other president in four years um, in history? Now, I'm sure Joe Biden's going to pass that, but that's not the point. And that's kind of why I uh, go to bat against Trump supporters and Trump a lot is because um, he made a lot of you guys comfortable. He made you think that he was there to save you. But I mean, as I covered a little bit earlier, racial diversity training from Trump, that's your right wing hero is a dude who wants to employ racial diversity training and who's still touting that medical treatment that Joe Biden wanted to shove in your arm by law that's your hero we need better heroes we got to do for us like politicians do for their um you know their or for their uh their lobbyists that's what we have to do do for our own people like um, they do for them. So I hope this was uh, insightful. I've been thinking about this for quite a little bit. I enjoyed uh, my, I don't want to say Twitter fame, but uh, some of these tweets this week. and I kind of enjoy just doing these solo podcasts where I get to just rant and rave to uh, all you guys, my friends, my listeners, my extended family, if you will. So um, if you enjoy listening, please make sure you like and subscribe share the video. If you don't mind, let people know about the podcast. Um, and other good news, a common crown will be releasing another single cry, which is a breakneck of a fucking tune. Um, can't wait for everybody to hear that. Um, cognitive vigilance will be going live in an hour here. So make sure you're tuned in for that. Um, that'll be on YouTube. Make sure you go to their channel, like subscribe and all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, if you want to support me, hit all the links below. You can donate. Um, You can go to YouTube and always leave a super chat. I really appreciate that. And, um, yeah, I think that's it for me. I appreciate all you guys hanging out. Comment below. And until next time, take care.